to get all them toes that you asked for. Who the fuck do you mean? Happy. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck else is out there, man? This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute. Oh, Johnny Kilbossa. There's only one sausage hut. All those other fucking podcasts you listen to or what you do in your spare time when it comes down to getting down to it. It's time for the hut. And when it's time for the hut, it's time for the cheap slut. And that's me from the depths of the sea. Six hundred episodes strong. The only thing giving it straight up. The place where the sun don't shine, bigger. Hey. <laughs> That's all right, everybody. Johnny Kilbasi. And happy fucking holidays to all of you as you celebrate your delusions as we wind down the year. And the winter solstice is upon us. The shortest day of the year. A time to get together and pack on some weight. Stimulate your addictions. And rekindle the hatred you have for your relatives. <laughs> and you know, it's worth the time and the effort that you put in to wrap those presents perfectly. So the little kid that's been waiting for that toy all winter finally gets to rip it open. I know they really appreciate the time and effort and stress that you put into that wrapping job that is oh that got so many likes on your Facebook page. Everything under the tree perfectly. And oh just taking pictures and how much you love the season. It's just so fun and the music and the specials. And wouldn't you just love a white Christmas? Every motherfucking Christmas is white Christmas. What the fuck are you talking about? Jingle bells and sleighs, snowmen, Santa Claus, and it's just so fun. And then for 30 minutes, you pretend there's the Jesus part. (laughs) That's so funny. Ah, the end of the year. Get to a podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Cabasa. Nobody likes the festive season more than I do. A time to renew your hatred for people who don't believe in the same horse shit superstitions that you do. And a time to let war rage in parts of the world like a small fire in a dry forest. It's going to burst into flames next year. (laughs) Right, probably right when we try to have an Olympics right in the middle of Europe. Oh, can't wait for that. Can't wait for America to descend into authoritarian chaos because half the fucking country has lost its mind. 
just when you thought that they could get their mind back, oh, here we go again. Another fucking year of these dipshits thinking that Jesus can run a government and that some orange fucking nemesis can somehow knows what he's doing and he's not a fucking felonious dipshit old crazy fuck yeah happy fucking holidays everybody times like these i put my sweater on my ascot get cozy near the fireplace or just the tv that's showing a fireplace because that's much cleaner actually fires a fireplace is fine but i really don't like fireplaces I like looking at fake fireplaces. Fake fireplaces are great. I don't want to... The wood and the ash and the cleaning up and the smoke. It never fails. You try to light a a fire in the fireplace and the goddamn flu isn't up high enough. and You get smoke all over the place. Then you can't get the goddamn thing lit. and You run out of paper to and kindling President Kindling would and then you forgot what they taught you in Boy Scouts because you never took Boy Scouts but you remember what your uncle taught you when you're out in the woods together hunting for deer and you remember what it's like when you first pulled the trigger and it really scarred you but you really wanted to pretend you were a man because you shot a defenseless animal Remember that day when all that shit started to be fun? Yeah, yeah. Roaming around, chomping about, controlling the deer population. Hey, we got to do it. Deer suck. They're disease-carrying big rats, basically. So congratulations, all you deer hunters out there, drinking and carrying firearms and hopefully shooting yourselves in the feet. Or just falling asleep in a treehouse that you built instead of paying the insurance bill for your family. Yeah, that's good times. Good times. But you know, it's not all bad here in the hut. Because I have a hotline. To the man himself up at the North Pole. Santa Claus. Yeah, that's right. Sandy Claus. Okay, let's see here if I can see if I, I got his number, I think. Hey, this is Agent 69469 calling for the big guy. Uh, yeah, hello, Agent. Go secure. Going secure. How are you doing tonight, Agent? Good, good. I I told you guys I'd be calling up 
and uh, I know he's busy, obviously, this time of year, but he said call anytime, and he said he'd take my call. Let's uh, hold on just one second there. Agent, and we'll get you through to the big guy. Just one moment. <laughs> Santa. Hey, man. How's it going? I, I, I appreciate you taking my call. I know it's been a while, but it's it's great to talk to you again. Well, hey, hey there. Is it Johnny, right? Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Cabaza. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I recognized your voice, man. I've been, been listening to the the Vice Food Review, and uh, I think it's been, you're, you're still kicking ass, man. I hope they uh, I hope those motherfuckers appreciate what you do around there. Well, I'm sure they don't, but hey, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you listen. You know, it's Fridays on whatever. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, Johnny. So uh, you know, I tell you what, it's been a. I think I'm a little ahead of schedule here up here to the North Pole. Or, we're loading up early this year. I got the the elves working overtime. I uh, called in a a, a special uh, agency, staffing agency for elves, and they they sent me a few extra like well trained elves this year. So we were able to really maximize our efficiency up here at the North Pole, and we've been we've been making toys. Obviously, we we take we take January well. We, we, we do a little post-mortem in January, and then we, we pretty much uh, we shut her down from February on down to just after American Labor Day down there. And then we start back up and uh, do a lot of planning, and then next thing you know, we we, got, we bring in the wood wood blocks and some electronic boards, and we just get on at it. And uh, this year has just been a really, really efficient year for us up at the North Pole, and I think... Uh, I think what I think all the kids and the, the boys and girls on the good list, obviously, are going to going to enjoy this this christmas well i'm sure they always do you, you, i know you're undefeated santa and I, I you don't have to i i know i've got some of the best christmas presents of my life from you coming through here and we i'm, I'm sure you know that well johnny i, I can't uh, who can forget that what that, i know that one of your favorite christmas presents was just probably uh you had that waterbed that one year back in the Back in the late '80s, I, yeah, I know you got the waterbed there, and you really loved that. Oh man, wasn't that great? Did, whatever happened to waterbeds? Everybody had waterbeds, and then next thing you know, they all uh, they all disappeared instead of uh, feather tops or something like that. Yeah, Danny, I think uh, there was just one too many broken bladders there, and people who let the thing drip through the ceiling, and next thing you know, they got to replace their whole ceiling and all, all that shit. So it kind of just went the way of the dodo bird, matter of fact. You know, people think that the dodo bird's extinct, but actually up here at the North Pole, I got I got about 12 dodo birds in the cage down in the basement, and I'm, I'm about ready to make a little dodo bird sanctuary if I could just figure out how to heat it. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think I'm going to have a make a big dome. And you let them dodo birds, you lay them dodo eggs. I'll tell you what, if you've never had uh, an omelet until you've had a dodo bird omelet. Well, I, I, I thought the days of having a dodo bird omelet were, they'd gone by the wayside. You know, the, they, they went the same way that the pterodactyl eggs went. So I'm really happy to hear that you have dodo birds up there. And, and if the world ever finds out, you know. You know that the world's never going to find out what goes on up here. Johnny, we've been at this for hundreds of years, and no drone or satellite imagery is going to penetrate the security that old Santa Claus has up here at the North Pole. Point taken, sir. Definitely point taken. I just love, and I want to thank you again for, 
just all the the presents that I've had. You know, and I want to apologize to you for the the clothing that I gave you in the in the 90s. I know fashion just wasn't exactly what it probably should have been at the time. I know we were flannel heavy and you were just I don't know what it was. You you seemed to like those flannel flannel shirts and I think it was because those hillbillies you worked at at the pizza place, wasn't it? Well, I I think it was. And now reflecting back I remember a look of disappointment on my mom's face when I asked for flannels, flannel shirts that year, and she kind of just looked away, and I said, and I didn't really think about it at the time, but now I kind of realize why she didn't want me to wear goddamn flannel shirts. Hell, oh, Johnny, I guess it all depends on where you're at and who you're, who you're associating with, what you believe in at certain times, but... I know you really like that. I, 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 that light blue flannel was the first one you got, and that was kind of it. It was kind of flannel, but at the same time, it said, "Hey, I'm not a, I'm not that much of a woodsman because I like this light blue motif going on here." But at the same time, it was good. It was it was probably you know zip up hoodies just weren't as prevalent as they are now, and people like their hoodies. They got a hoods on them, and it's hard to find a flannel with a hood. I know they they sew cloth flannel or cloth hoods into flannel shirts these days. But it just kind of seems like a, you're just trying to make two shirts out of one. So I know you like that flannel. I know you like that blue flannel shirt, and you you wore it all the way through college and until that thing was frayed on the ends, just like the frayed ends of sanity that Metallica talks about on their classic album, "And Justice for All." That's another thing that you you gave me. The, the I remember my first. Metallica CD that you got me it was man it was Ride the Lightning I, I think actually I think I might have got three of them at the same time CDs back in the day and I, I didn't get into Metallica until the CD era so I never had the tapes uh, but you probably you probably knew it was coming well you know we got, we got a good deal with Metallica boys uh, we've had so many things that they, 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 they they've They've had literally hundreds of different things that they can ship out for Christmas, and they're really in touch with their fans, and they know how to how to cater to their fans, do what they want. So they they send me the specs, and you know we got we ha- we've had vinyl printing presses up here, we've had tape making presses, we've had CD presses, and now we don't even have to do any of that. Now it's just downloads, so we don't have to. We kind of handed that over. We had, kind of handed music itself over to the private the private realm and y'all kind of handle that which kind of frees us up to get back to what we do it's funny how we had a book binding factory out up here at the at the north pole and we, you know we went through a lot of books and then they just seemed like books just weren't a thing anymore and people were also doing audio books and things of the of that nature but nowadays it seems like people are kind of coming back i don't know if it's a nostalgia thing or or not but they just they've been going to books and going back to books so we've had to knock the dust off of some of our binding machines out there and the elves are kind of pissed off about that because it's really kind of a dirty job a lot of string and glue and next thing you know you're high and dirty at the same time and i know we've all been there it's not one of the best things to do but we 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 cater to everybody's needs as long as you're on good list and a nice list and not on the naughty list saying i know there's a lot of naughty people out there and it seems like everybody gets a present anyway even if even if they are on the naughty list it seems you know sooner or later even if it's like a gold coin or a 
a ball of some kind or a new pair of boots. Kids in certain parts of the world kind of have their own thing. And we're on kids on the other side of the world kind of get a whole sleigh full of hauling. How, how does that work out for you? Well, I, you know, life isn't fair, Johnny. And we try to we try to get as many places as we can. Now, our funding is we don't like to talk about our funding. It, it does come from somewhere. But as you can tell, that we're kind of more generous to the the kids, the boys and girls that are in better off countries. I, I definitely don't like to be prejudiced towards anybody because I, I kind of can sh- shape shift, if you know what I mean. See that I'm a, I'm a supernatural being myself, and I just don't get the credit that that their other uh, these other dipshits get. I, I really think that the churches should be dedicated to, to me instead of uh, that hippie. Or that you know those other idiots that that have their buildings over there and people go and worship. But at the same time, I guess I kind of like the fact that I only show up one day a year and I'm not around. And you don't need to be you don't need to be kneeling and doing your thing to try to get toys for them. I know that I do deliver more than Jesus or any of those other guys any day of the week. Yeah, they don't drag. I don't drag your ass out to sitting uh, on a wooden bench somewhere while some dipshit tells you some story about swaddling clothes and running around in your diaper and a little drummer boy coming up and going rump-a-bump-bum. I'll tell you what, all my drummer boys up here, they could, they know flammadiddles and paradiddles and the whole thing, but he's not that one little dude at all. He can go rump-a-bump-bum. It's like you had a you had a goddamn drum. You'd walked all the way across the fucking earth. Why couldn't you learn a little more? Maybe a maybe a drum roll or a diggity bop 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 a or some triplets like John Bonham used to do. But no, it's just kids kid go rub a bum bum. And next thing you know, Bob Seger's singing about him. I don't know. I don't know where I went wrong on that one. But it's all good. And and I uh, I love the color red for some reason. But I, I feel like really switching to blue because uh, that's really the way the world's going. And my sleigh, man, I gotta tell you, if you took, if you got a chance to look under the hood of of my sleigh this year, we really been souping her up. These boys start started. I had a couple guys that wanted to work, wanted to work all summer just souping up the old sleigh here. And I tell you what, and, and I don't, I know, despite popular belief, we we've got female elves up here too. It's not just the boys. It's not just kind of some sausage factory up here. It is there. There's female elves. They don't get the the run that the boys do most of the time. But there, you know that one. Remember the one, the, the one dude that wanted to be a dentist, Hermie. Yeah, he he's up here, man. He's he's been popular with the boys too, if you know what I mean. So, the, but he hangs out with the girls most of the time. So the elves are fine. You know, they're getting what they need to do. They got the village, and they. I just kind of stay out of their business. They, they show up for work, they do what they got to do, they don't mind working overtime at certain times, and then they know how to party. We all had, we all had south in, in early of the year, and it's not, uh, we, I, I don't like to tell people where we go, because we just kind of run our own island and run around there in February, and just, it's just great, it was a great time, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of, there's a whole lot of shit going on there, but they earn it, we work hard and we play hard up here on the North Pole, and I really like the fact that we make people happy in the end, and that's what I'm here to do. I'm just a, I'm actually a superhuman deity that was banished to this planet about 2,000 years ago, and they said, well, 
you can have superpowers, but your only superpower is going to be giving presents to all the girls and boys around that shitty little planet that that they have out there. And we're not going to let you live in Manhattan, and we're not going to let you live in France. We're not going to let you live in Sydney, Australia. We're not going to let you live in Nigeria. We're going to put you up in the North Pole. And if you don't, and what the reason why they they did that is the Superman. You know Superman, right? He's got this forest. Uh, he's got his. <clears throat> His fortress of solitude, not too far from here, obviously. Uh, so that's what—that's really the kind of security we need. If anybody ever gets anybody ever gets too close, which they don't, you can't just—I mean, we've had some from fighter jets try to get close, and then old old uh, Superman just—we just say, "Hey, buddy," shoot him a text, and if he's in town, you know, he'll be there in about a minute and a half if he's not if he's somewhere else he'll just come right up here and redirect any fighter jets that get within our airspace and they don't these guys don't even know they're getting redirected because the you you know how the if you look at a map that the Oh, you know, the the longitude and the latitude lines all get kind of close together up there towards the top of the earth. And you can kind of mess with the the time and space and trajectory and all that. And then can we just throw a little monkey wrench into their math there? Next thing you know, these jets are flying on back like they didn't see anything. It's kind of cool. We kind of got some cloaking technology that I don't want to go into too much. But if anything ever gets too close, Superman knows what to do, so. And, and and honestly, there's that's probably the least of our worries these days because they are. I mean, we've had a good relationship with extraterrestrials, as you call them, for just for thousands of years now. It's funny that these idiots on Earth don't realize it. There's billions and billions and billions of places in the universe, and they just the people show up here all the time from other places, and they just know that. They just go there. There's a little, you know, how information booth you go. If you go to a new town, they go, "Hell, here's your information booth." And these guys just go to the Earth information booth, and and the people who work there are like, "Yeah." I mean, some of my elves actually work there in their spare time for a little bit of extra money, and the people who show up, they're like, "Yeah, I, these idiots are too. They're, they're not going. to, Don't worry about it. If you look at it, you can just put on put on your little." humanoid costume or anything like that and then and just walk amongst them because they're so fucking stupid that they don't really know what in the hell is going on but that's just you know that's neither here nor there we're trying to get in, trying to get in the mood so this is this is really a big big week for us we got the big weekend coming up but yeah i feel ready i've been doing this so long that we just got it we just got it down to a science as it were and then i know that there's an art and a science to everything but when it comes down to plastering the earth with with toys, I know how to do it, right? I know how to, and, and you think I just got to move really fast? No, no. I've heard jokes about, yeah, you got to, Santa Claus got to visit fucking 28,000 homes every second if they were going to get to everybody, but that's just not the case because I can... What you all haven't figured out yet, and I, I suppose you, they will figure it out because there have been inklings of it with Einstein and all that. But once you just learn how to bend space-time, it's, you can pretty much you pretty much got all day. That's what you got to do all day. You can get from here to there as much as you want, fast as you want to, and make them pretend that you're gonna go down the chimney now. 
between you and me, I haven't gone down a chimney in about 150 years. I like to make them think I'm going down a chimney, even though places a lot of places don't have chimneys. And, uh, and that's one thing, right? But but boy, those cookies, I'll tell you what, I, I eat every goddamn one of them. They, you know, they, I know that people leave uh, carrots out for the reindeer and everything like that. And it's funny that the carrots, that the, they leave out for the reindeer. I, honestly, I, I need some roughage when I'm eating all those cookies. And I... I Usually, just take a couple bites out of them and say, "Hey, you know, right, man, when I'm writing that note, I'm like, hey, yeah, man, Rudolph, thanks for you for the carrots, but they got their own feed, man. I, I only feed them once beforehand, and they're good. I know they'd like to stop, but they go. They, I give them a little break every now and again when between rooftops, um, up on the rooftop, click, click, click. You, you know, if I'm sneaking into your mom's room, she's gonna, you know, what she's gonna do. I don't like to go into that, but. The girl, ladies, all I can say is the ladies love Santa Claus. And Mrs. Claus, she's cool with it, honestly. I think after all these years, she's kind of more into the elves than she is into me. So we got a good understanding, what I'm saying, is I still love her and always will. And she loves me, but when we need, when, when we have certain needs that we need to take care of, we're just going to go ahead and do that. Especially now with with the, the pressure cooker, what I like to say, that I'm, I'm under a lot of stress. And I got girls. <laughs> you know, I got I got girls that I, I I call up and I say, "Hey, Big Daddy's on his way," and she'll be like, "Hey, I'm ready for you," you know. And and they're like, "All right." And I got man, I just you know, I got them in Norway and South Carolina and Brazil. Woo-wee. So it's all good, man. I, I, but I don't know. Is that what you just wanted me to yammer on about what I'm going to be up to in the next couple of weeks? Well, it's just a pleasure to talk to you. I know we don't get to talk very often. I uh, I, I made my list and for Santa Claus, and I know you've seen it. And I, I sent a picture to that number. It's great that you just got the Instagram that you can just upload your Christmas list to. And I know how you feel about Amazon, but they're they're efficient. And you got to give them credit for that. Oh no, man! I I got to give I got to give Amazon all the credit in the world. And and I know a lot of people don't know this, but. Jeff, Jeff Bezos has been coming up here for a while. Now, there's a few people I like to come up here, and they come out, we, we hash things out, and I said, hey, this is what I could use some little help with this year, and Bezos will be like, all right, man. So I traded some of his logistics for some of my space-time continuum technology. So I know he's been he's been experimenting with going into space and you're going to see that he's going to know a little more than he should know because I gave him a few pointers. In return, he takes the load off of my hands on a lot of things. So instead of having the fake Santas that call me up, they go sit in the, and all these kids go to Santa and tell them what they want, they just put together an Amazon wish list. And believe you me, that takes care of a lot, a lot of, a lot of hassle for old Chris Kringle. So... If we can just, honestly, if, if I can get it down to just every kid, two or three things from Santa and everybody else can, everything else can be from the parents or the grandparents or, or, or daddy or stepdaddy or stepmommy or whoever, I think I think everybody will be happy. You still get a trip. You still write your thing. You, you still put out cookies. You still put out a carrot. You still get the, the visit from me. And I think it's all good. They can, Everybody can buy their own shit. But for the, the the less fortunate kids, it's kind of less. They they're gonna get a little less things. I know some kids get more than others, and there's just some things I just can't meddle in. I'd like for every kid to be happy, except uh, 
the naughty list just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. I, I, honestly, Johnny, I, I don't know what it is with these kids today. They just keep getting worse and worse. I, I don't know if it's their, their, the families are getting stupider or the, the parents just don't know what to do or if it's this goddamn internet. I, 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 they know, I mean, I know how this whole thing kind of... We'll figure it out, Johnny. I, I, I like if I just got to give a kid a little wooden block. That's what I like. That's good. I, that's what I like to give uh, kids that just don't really deserve any presents. Here's some blocks. Here's a block with a letter on it. <laughs> you have fun playing with that, you little snot-nosed punk. I know that we've been snot. I'm. I, we've all been snot-nosed punks at some point in our life. But it's really great talking to you, Santa Claus, and checking in here and. I know that you're just a, at the end of the day. You're a hardworking man. I'm not a man, Johnny. I'm not from this. I'm not from this planet or, or anything. So, don't get it twisted. I, I am like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings more than I am a hardworking man. Good, but I, I know I've got a. It's great to have the hotline here, and you put it through to me. So, yeah. So I got it, Johnny. I got to go here pretty soon. But what was that? Uh, what was the uh, thing that you like? Oh wait, let me guess. I, I remember your your favorite. Your favorite, your favorite Christmas present of all time, Johnny. Well, I I know it's hard to pick from, but one of those was man, it was probably the video game, obviously. Oh yeah, I remember now. It's uh, that was that that was nineteen eighty three, the ColecoVision, right? It was. You're right. It was the ColecoVision. <clears throat> I'll never forget. My dad got a piece of plywood out the night before and set it all up for me. So all I had to do is go downstairs and. Stick that thing in there and play. I played Popeye all day. And that was like Popeye was Coleco versions, Coleco's version of Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, the Coleco Vision, man. That was good stuff. I, I know that Coleco Vision didn't hang around very long, but they did have that Atari adapter. I don't know how they came to came to get the agreement on that. Actually, I remember being at the uh, contract negotiation for that. It was pretty contentious, but it was pretty good. It worked out in the end. Coleco got to have their games and. Atari got to shove their thing right in there, and you could play Atari games on the ColecoVision. It was good. didn't last very long, but it was good. Technology rides on, and I'm glad I don't have to worry about video games anymore, just the consoles, and we just kind of have those shipped in. That's one another one of the things that got worked out with Bezos. That's all good in the end. So Bezos handles the consoles, and I handle the little dick dads and new knacks, you know, as we call them up here. So, Johnny, you take care, and if you're in the right spot, I'll wave to you as I'm rolling by. I know Rudolph will give you a little on his red nose and everybody will be fun. Next thing you know it'll be Labor Day and we'll be doing this all all this bullshit again. So take care Johnny. I gotta go. Well thank you Santa Claus. Okay. There you go. Santa Claus himself. I know not many people have that hotline, but me and Santa have always been on, on good terms, so he got, we met up somewhere, I'm not going to say where, but we were both drinking pretty heavily, and he's like, hey, here's my hotline, just call me whenever you want to, so you can't just, oh, you can't just call Santa Claus up all the time and say, hey, bro, what's going on, so yeah, just once a year about this time when he's, when he's busy, and I know he's kind of chilling out. After a long day, I'll call him up and see what's going on. He's just a dude, even though he's not a dude. And that's the best part about it. Santa Claus. And he doesn't live on Santa Claus Lane, by the way. And that whole bullshit about the, the bell ringing and the train going up there, that's all bullshit, too. You can't get anywhere near 
Santa's thing. There's no, they don't have rail lines going up there. It's all pneumatic tubes, and no, Elon Musk has nothing to do with it. Santa Claus, I hope you kids are all jealous that Johnny K gets to talk directly to the man himself. I see him more as a, like Willy Wonka than a space alien that can bend space time, but it doesn't really matter in the end. As long as you get what your greedy little ass wants on Christmas morning. A conversation with Santa Claus. A Sausage Hut Christmas special brought to you by Johnny Kobasa on the Sausage Hut podcast. Heard on any pod app or johnnycobasa.com. You can reach Johnny Kobasa on Twitter, but he doesn't check in there very often. You can catch Johnny Kobasa on Instagram, Johnny Kobasa Rocks, but he doesn't check in there very often either. You can go to johnnycobasa.com and click the contact form and leave your comments there. If you can't find the contact form, don't fret because there is no fucking contact form. If you like what you hear, how about giving us a positive review? Five stars. It's the only reward we get for this stupid bullshit. We'll try to get some more content over the festive season. Johnny Kobasa out.